Hunter Jackson in the morning. My 1015. All right, we're more than sure that we have Dylan LeBlanc in the building. The team has been whirling around. I've gotten FaceTime calls, gotten texts, gotten gotten every little bit of indication that my man is outside. He's about ready to chat with us, and we're going to bring him on in here in about 30 seconds. We got him all set up to make sure he's comfortable and all that. Uh, so, coming up, though, tonight, Working Women's Wednesday. Can't wait to share times with you. And this weekend, Dylan LeBlanc's going to be sharing some times with you. We're about to dive into conversation about this beginning of his tour. He takes off. And he's he's played a lot of shows out of town. But giving him that home comfort in town is something that hopefully we can provide him this weekend at Shoals Theater. Uh, so big times ahead in town. And uh, we share a few moments with him about music, his journey, so much more. Coming right up on the show. There he is! Ah! Man, see, I knew you would just drift in coffee cup sunglasses and all dude <laughs> welcome welcome dylan man a pleasure man, to see you nice to see you too man yeah how is the morning treating you man is it good is it early is this an early side of times for <laughs> no, you no dude this is great I've, i got a little baby daughter and she's up at five. Oh, she's really up early she is man yeah. on european time too so this yeah. is this is sleeping in man I've yeah. I've always I've always uh, uh, admired how you have been such a, a a drifter spirit. You know, you've it's been a, like a luxury for us to kind of know that in you that you stay confident in that space. You like you say, you know, you're used to European time in some ways. You're used to being out of town almost as much as in town, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's been a blessing and a, and a curse for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, this weekend though, I know you've got to be hype about playing in town. And I'm excited. Game. I'm really excited. I just hope people show. Up. Yeah, Man, <laughs> I, I know that they're going to show up. It's it's yeah. amazing that you've seen so many stages. Uh, and on this tour, how many places do you have set up to go? How many different cities? Uh, we're playing, uh, we're playing twenty three or four shows. Um, we're going pretty. We're t- pretty much doing a big U, like in the country. We're going up the East Coast all the way to New York, starting oh, in Pittsburgh, actually. Wow. Then kind of going back to uh, D.C., then up to New York, Boston, kind of hitting the eastern seaboard. And then we're coming back down wow. and going through uh, New Orleans and then doing two or three Texas dates and then making our way out west. So are you staying in the United States the whole the whole tour? Or is uh, it going out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just got back from Europe. I just did a yeah. few shows over there. I did a bunch of shows in June and... Uh, and then I did uh, one in Denmark, and then I came here pretty much right after that one. Man. And, uh, and then I had a show in Nashville. It was one of those free shows in the park. Yeah. And it was fun. It was cool. Fun. And uh, and that's it, man. Just just kicking off this tour, trying to stack some paper. Yeah, man. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just straight up about it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you know, just doing the deal like everybody else, mm-hmm. you, you know, just trying to keep my head above water and... I love playing music, and I'm lucky to get to do it. So. Man, well, you can tell. I, I, I always seeing you play and just hearing about you and hearing you. It's uh, you can tell your passion leads the way, and you're one of the few people that really holds good receipts of playing out of the country. Like, how is that? How's that favored? I guess you as an artist, have you enjoyed that? Has that been a priority in your your goals playing out of out of the states? Yeah, well, my career started over there. A lot of people don't realize that. I, I well, was tell us about with it. a um, was with a European uh, record label first. I was with a company called Rough Trade, mm-hmm. and so for the first two years of my career, it was primarily spent in Europe, hmm. um, mainly in the UK actually. So. I kind of 
I kind of got a taste for for it. You know, yeah. doing doing those early years in the audiences there were just so receptive to what I do. And, what was you your know, first indication that like that's a good idea to keep playing shows in places that maybe were foreign languages to even your music? I don't know. I just I, you know, man, I just always wanted to travel. I was born in Shreveport, you know, and mm-hmm. I felt. I couldn't wait to get out and see things. You know, yeah. I always wanted to see, I had a curiosity, you know, they just wanted to see the world. And, um, and it seemed like music was going to pave the way for that. Yeah. And um, and I just wanted to keep it going, you know, no matter what. I just was, I felt so privileged. Yeah. You know, that I could do it and anything I could do to keep it from stopping, you know. And yeah. I always, when I started to sit still, I always got uncomfortable. I always had this uncomfortable feeling. That's starting to change in my older years. I'm starting to get more comfortable being in one place. But yeah. I've sort of always had that feeling like wherever I was, I'd always want to be somewhere else. You need to I get think out. they call it restless, irritable, and discontent. Interesting. Yeah, like you can't be a place where you feel like you can't go anywhere else. Yeah, I just never felt like home was anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never felt rooted. And nor did I want to be. I think that was yeah. mainly the thing. I just... Uh, Wanted to move, and I felt more at home on the move than I have. In a mobile move, or, or a few weeks here, a few months here, and then go. And it, like, was it a was yeah, it quarterly kind yeah. of feeling? I mean, or? I would always, even in my teenage years, before any of this started going, I would, you know, my father's from here, and, and the rest of my family are all from Louisiana. Yeah, and I would spend, you know, a month here, and then I'd, I don't know, and then I'd have to leave and go back down to Louisiana. I just did that over and over again, yeah. and uh, this weird. Discomfort. It's probably a mental illness, honestly. No, it's, but, it's worked uh, out for you in your career, you know? Now it's translated <laughs> this yes, far. I've just always been comfortable with traveling and, um, you know, uh, it always made me feel more at home. But yeah, I, I don't know. Now that I have a kid, you know, and think things are different, you know, and, and that'll change you. That'll that'll certainly root you. Yeah. How old is your child? You know, minus um, she's 15 months next week. Wow. So this is within a, this two year kind of span yeah, of you realizing pandemic, maybe. making some making some big decisions in the time. So so being having that happen in the pandemic, did you make some sort of uh, ultimate decisions that like my life is changed now? This is going to be different altogether. What, what's next? So we might as well make a, a growing move. Was that it? was that no, part of the change? I think, think you know, for me, life just sort of happens at me. Yeah, you know, and then I make decisions and choices, and that uh, that are either you know good or you know or or they're life altering. You know, mm-hmm. I've always I don't know, sort of kind of based my life on the fact that being in the moment and just sort of seeing what happens. But then when you live that way. You know, certain things happen that are so permanent and, yeah. and that, that change you. You got to be ready for whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and now I'm, I'm, you know, obviously when you have children, mm-hmm. you, you, you're not thinking about yourself anymore. Yeah. And so that to me is the best part of being a parent is like getting out of myself. Yeah. I, I, and it forces you to think about something. And that was very much needed. <laughs> no, it's, it's good to hear in you. My, s- in my selfish ass case. Excuse no, my language. you're good. And I, yeah. it's funny to hear you say that because you are you haven't been one to speak up much, but we've all admired that you've been one to keep going and you've been one to blaze a trail off of your, your instinct and diligence with that with that discomfort. You know, the discomfort is kind of what made it, makes this a reward hearing you speak positively about that you can keep going. 
and that keeping going is something that motivates you after it's been I a think, challenging time. I think you have to be kind of crazy to do uh, a touring thing. You know, yeah. if, if you want to be a musician who really goes out there. I mean, half of my career, I never made any money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was you like, met people it, I was spending money to to keep going. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and it was just like, it's it, the business plan doesn't actually make sense. Yeah. Um, especially when you're doing it on a level like me. But when you do something because you love it, you know, and then and then you make a little bit here and then you make a little bit there yeah. and then it starts getting better mm -hmm. and then you start building an audience and a fan base just from the way I've done it is literally just grassroots in it. I mean, literally yeah. just going places over and over again. Ten people be there the first time. Then they tell their friends, and then hopefully next time you come to town, it'll be 30 people. Yeah. And then the next time you come to town, it'll be more. Yeah. You know? So I've done it that way for many, many, many years. I mean, we've got new music, Dylan, from you. I told the, the audience here that we were going to share something that's in the archives. We got things from 2008, you know, like oh, wow. back, in, back yeah. there, you know, like, so at what that's time insane. did, what time did this give you a speed boost to, to say, man, you know, let's, let's make another round that I think we can, we can step into the 2020s with. Because getting out of the pandemic, now you're prepping a tour. Are you, are you prepping music? Did you continue to write and you think this is setting up what is next? Or is this it's the beginning of a new time for you? Uh, I've definitely been working on a new album. I've been writing for the last three years, really. Mm -hmm. And I've been slow, you know, to, to do it because of all the things that have happened. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, again, being a, being a new parent and, um, you know, that takes up primarily most of my time these days but yeah i have written a lot of songs and i've been kind of just stacking them and forgetting about them and i just have this like you know 21st century that we're in now it is the 21st century yeah. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like i have this dropbox file and i'll just write these songs and i'll throw them in the dropbox and i don't listen to them yeah and i'll just stack them and then you know i'm gonna go back it's just a world blur at the end of october is my deadline and i send them to my record label and I'm just going to give him, I have one more album with this label, ATO, and I'm going to see, you know, how it does. And, uh, and then I don't know after that. I have no idea what's going to happen. Wow. Um, I'm just going to make another album, you know. I'm just going to keep making records and yeah. hoping that the this thing keeps growing and um, and keeps going somewhere, you know. Where do you find your most comfort writing? Is it in a studio? Do you like being done when you get to a studio? Because you spend a lot of time in fame. Like, times yeah. I've stopped there, you've just been drifting through the I'm halls a, with I'm a coffee a, cup. I'm an office guy, which, which is really weird. Yeah. It doesn't make sense because mm -hmm. I like I do like to move a lot, and I do move a lot. Yeah. But I am one of those people that, like, I have to have a work environment in order to get things done, mainly because my focus is so terrible. Yeah. Um, if I'm at home and the phone is in front of me, I can't write on a laptop because I'll check Facebook. Yeah, you can't and I'll have those I, Yeah, I just can't do that. Yeah. I, I don't have the attention span or the discipline to be able to use any kind of electronic device. <laughs> so when I'm sitting down, it has to be a pen and a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, in order for me to actually do the task at hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which That's is to write a song. Mm -hmm. and. And some days, I remember when I was writing Cautionary Tale, it was the same way. Mm -hmm. And I would sit there, and I, I literally would be like, I am today going to sit back here. I'm leaving my phone in there. <laughs> I'm going to sit back on my porch, and I would just look out yeah. behind me. And we had these chickens that would never stay in this coop that, that my ex-girlfriend thought would be a good idea to get. <laughs> yeah. And so they were always leaving, and my neighbor would be spraying them, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd be trying to 
uh, write these focus. songs, you know. She'd be like, "Come get your chicken," you know. Be like, <laughs> it's crazy. I know, <laughs> right? And I can't, I can't touch chickens. Oh man! I, so so. These activities that you should be writing about, right? More like distractions. I know. I should be writing, and I'm chasing chickens. So yeah, yeah it's of just, all things. <laughs> you know? Man, dude, I, I appreciate the authenticity. Like, yeah. I kind of think that that you're one of those people that do have a lot of fun away from the internet. Like, because you visit. It's kind of a snow leopard. You check in to let people know where you're going to be, and yeah. then you're gone. And I like that. But, like, do you find a comfort a ability to write outside of the United States in another country in a place that you know no one and can't speak maybe another language that, you're, that you are? Um, I don't, you know, I think, I think when it, writing is a, one of those things that, like, you have to be able to um, draw inspiration anywhere you are. But it's also mm-hmm. not about inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're never going to have the, um, it's not always going to be that lightning strike. That's the thing that we live for, right? As artists, we, yeah. we always Instant gratification. And you, and you do have to listen to it. I think Nick Cave said that. I love it when he said that because it's yeah. so true. When it does happen, you have to like sit down and, and, and listen to it. Yeah, or no. And whatever you're doing, you kind of have to stop doing it. Yeah. And sort of tune into it because it'll just happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll just get these weird ideas and and i'll be on a train or in in a place where i'm totally not able yeah to write a song mm-hmm. but it's like i have to stop and like hum into my phone and like just start writing lyrics you know yeah. and, and sort of trying to get it all together in my head but you know obviously that's not always gonna be the case. you're not gonna have those lightning strikes right so half of it is just sitting there and writing like i do this thing where i'll just write like in my journal or i'll just write in my my little pad. I always like those moleskin notebooks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm a stupid hipster <laughs> no, or what. No. But a moleskin just inspires me. You seeing that like leather bound part of the book. Yeah. You know, it's and then, like it's belonging. It's I know. I have like eighty of them at home because I keep buying them. Even though I'm not finished writing in that one, I'll see one and I'll be like, I just need to have another one. You buy a, you buy you notebooks I mean? too. I got a lot of empty notebooks as well. I, like yeah, I, I like the God. binding or I'll never the run covers. Out of notebooks. <laughs> But it's awesome how you can make open-mindedness and perfectionism work harmoniously. If, as long as you're ready for them, they can work. And it's why, like, why talking to people like you who fi- you sometimes paint yourself out to being imperfect, it makes you a little closer to the sun because you've inspired somebody who's looking for that little little piece that might be missing in their life of just being open but not having the resources around them. And luckily for you, though, you've grown up with a family around you that's been enabling. Has your, has your family or the surroundings of good company inspired you to do things a certain way or anything in your writing and music life? Well, I think the coolest thing about my family is we are family, Mm -hmm. um, but we're also friends. Yeah. You know, like my dad and I are buddies, man, and he's my homie, you know, and Mm -hmm. and, and Angela, she's my homie. Mm -hmm. Bay is my friend. I think we we have a mutual respect for each other as artists. And, you know, my father's such a prolific songwriter. He writes more than any of us do. Yeah, I mean, he probably always, writes 120, 130 songs a year. Man. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, that's and a lot. So the dude is just a ball of creative energy. So you can imagine growing up with a guy like him who is all over the place, yeah. you know, but just this ball of creative energy and yeah. super talented and uh, just constantly singing a song. Yeah. Growing up around my house. I mean, either something funny or, you know... He even comes up with funny things. Like, I mean, he'll just, everything he does is a song. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and he'll neat. just make things up, you know, yeah. out of thin air that are the most witty and clever thing you've ever heard. And you just go like, it's like the dude is just constantly, the gears are always turning. <laughs> yeah. And the level of intelligence that it actually 
takes. It's, it's like it's surprising that this, Dude, I mean, this person's really, making gold out of everything dude. he touches. I mean, he really is. Yeah. So um, it's, has it been a luxury having him around? Do you feel like that's an inherited piece of your big puzzle? Like, had he not been, had he not been around, you wouldn't be I doing near what you I think I have half the cleverness and wit that my father has. Yeah. Um, but it has been great. You know, I think you couldn't help, but if you grew up around somebody like him, yeah. you wouldn't. You'd be humming for the rest of your life, at least, yeah. at the very least. If you weren't a songwriter, you would literally hum something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be- so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense no, at all. No, it, it does. But. It does. And I feel like kind of because you hang out with him, you know the rooms that you're 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 too, you're like, you're not filling out your footing. Or you're like, you're not, you're too big for the room. Your mind is uh, is bigger than you actually are in a room. You know, it's almost like being around people who are wise and who have uh, who have such skills that they don't even realize they have. Sometimes you recognize, man, I want to I want to be that mindless when I can do it well around people that you know that, that really count. It's it's interesting. You know, I, I guess it's like you know your shoes are too big sometimes when you're around those types of people and you can feel it. Well, yeah, you know, and another thing is is that, that we all have the same sense of humor. And yeah. that really helps. Yeah, when you can connect and you can relate yeah. in a funny way, it, it makes it better. Yeah, I think humor is so important. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget to laugh, you know? I mean, yeah, going into a studio is so serious, money-driven. Like, if that's on the mind, it's like, it's almost those days, nothing gets done. Yeah, you know? I don't know, man. The way people make records nowadays, it's it's not... It, it is a money... Th- because time is money in the yeah. studio, and you have to be thinking about that. But if you're taking... You, you have to take it seriously, but not yourself. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, you got to like put you your can pride take the aside. Music seriously, yeah, but you don't have to take yourself seriously, and that's what I—that's what I do. Right. If I'm not joking around and having fun, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't be—I'm not gonna make the best product or the best quality music because I don't feel—I feel like that's such a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and surrounding yourself with people you feel comfortable enough to do that is yeah. important. Is really important, man. I'm just glad that it's it's uh it's something that you know you're not gonna ever be too too far from because you're such an important guy. I mean, like you're you're close to a Bob Dylan figure for us, man. I don't know how important I am. <laughs> you're important to us, man, <laughs> Dylan. You're I want to feel important. I, listen, no, yeah, I, don't, I do I, have to ask a couple more questions before we start talking about the show this weekend. Yeah. What what is your favorite city to play in in the United States, and what's your favorite part of the the world to play in outside of the United States? My favorite city to play in, or just to be in, period, is all. On always going to be New Orleans. Really, interesting. Yeah. I love New Orleans, and I just love that city, and uh, always have. Um, I've almost killed myself there a few oh, times. Man, goodness just gracious, being, being crazy and young and, and stupid. But yeah, I've always loved it. I like the um, feel there. You know, it's like the closest thing. It doesn't even feel like America, even though it is. Yeah. What but is it, that feeling, or what happens to? There's a the sinister feeling there that keeps me on the edge of my seat it's like this exciting yet dangerous slash like spooky feeling that i'm not sure that i've always been drawn to like you never know what's around the corner or what's gonna happen next yeah and there's all these little weird pockets of the city um that you can sort of there's always something to discover there yeah you walk and discover something Yeah, yeah like there was the 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 place they call the end of the world it's like the bank of the mississippi and you got to like walk over this levee down this thing <laughs> underneath these uh electricity towers that you know where the wires are connected yeah and then you get to the bank of the mississippi river and then there's all these voodoo shrines where people who literally practice voodoo they oh, leave gosh. when they're trying to get pregnant or like 
Yeah. And you walk by, and you know you'll see the Catholic candle in there, and, and then a lock of hair. Wow. Or something. You know, so it's just like deep stuff. It's just some crazy yeah. feeling stuff, man. And wow. there, or there'll be a chicken leg in there, cut off. You know, you're just <laughs> that's like, wild Whoa. stuff. It is. You, man. I feel like you find yourselves in that in that or in in that kind of spot, even no matter where you go, a musician will find a story that'll take him somewhere. And I don't know, man. That, I just always went to places that other people weren't willing to go. You see the distance um, of them. Yeah, just, you know, a little bit of danger doesn't freak me out. I'm kind of like, let's go. Let's check it out. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, life is short. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to make it shorter, yeah. but you also yeah. don't want to, like, you know, not experience things because you're afraid. Right. You know, and, 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 and Fear's to the, good. what's funny is I have been very afraid Yeah. Um, in my life, and I have experienced a great deal of fear. Yeah. Um, but I've always felt like I needed to do things in spite of that. Yeah. That's a you real, know? there's something a real. Or do it important. because I'm scared. Yeah. Like you've got to move. You've got to be fearful about things. And, and every day it's important to do a little something you're afraid of. Uh, and going out of the country, is that something you're ever scared of or in any way, even through the pandemic caution of Well, you know, leaving? my girlfriend is in Norway and uh, and my daughter lives in Norway, so I'm kind of there half the time, and then I'll come back here to do work and stuff. Uh, so when the Russian thing started happening yeah. on the Ukraine, I was watching the news, and they were like, yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. You know, Russia's starting to mobilize on the Ukrainian border. Yeah. And I'm, you know, not I'm not a European. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I'm, I'm a, so I was kind of like, I tend to react to things like that a little more extreme. You've been around there. Yeah. Taking the same kind of steps. Well, I just sort of, I was just like, this is more serious than, you know, I think you realize it is. Yeah. You know, and. Um, Especially for those who don't travel like that. You know, yeah. This is, this I just is think it, and, she, and she was like, yeah, you're, you're you know, it's, nothing's going to happen. There's going to be, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no. When people start moving weapons on a border, that only means like one thing. And we should yeah. start to. And, you know, we're so close to Russia. We literally yeah. share a border. Right there. Yeah, yeah with, at the top with Russia. And mm-hmm. the only thing that's really in our way is Sweden and Finland. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, but, you know, uh, they're not the most, you know, technologically advanced when it comes to military and yeah. defense. You know, we, yeah. they kind of rely on us for that, which I'm grateful for. But yeah. so I was just like, dude, this could be really weird, you know, and bad. And then, And then the... It started really hitting the fan with the Ukraine, and then, then I yeah. was like, you know what? I'm kind of scared, yeah. because I, not because I'm scared of what's going to happen to me, mm-hmm. but I was scared of what was going to happen to my daughter and my and my girlfriend because they're so close to it. You know, when you're when you're closer to it, you yeah. tend to be more fearful. Mm-hmm. Here, I mean, we wouldn't think about it. Yeah, so it's just far. It's it's a distant yeah, thought. But it was just like, whoa, you know, this is this is real. And uh, but then, you know, I think it's I think it's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And as long as World War Three didn't didn't break out, and it hasn't yet. We're, yeah. we're all good. Well, I didn't know, man, because I felt like you had some partial connection to there, either playing near where yeah. some of the stuff was going down. Or you know, either... I have family in Europe. You know, yeah. I have uh, my, my girlfriend and my daughter. So mm-hmm. it was just it became a more of a thing for me. Much and I, I started watching it like all the time. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, Stop you. yeah. You know, and I'm just like. Well, you know, I want to know what's going to happen. I need to keep up. I need to yeah. every step of the way. Well, yeah. man, about this weekend, as we as we get going, as as you take off on this tour, you're at home, man. This is this is a place that we embrace you as a homie, as a neighbor, as a family member of Muscle Shoals, the hit recording capital of the world. You're at Shoals Theater Friday night. Yes, Friday night. And yeah, I'm super excited. Who's company on the show? Is it's not just you playing the whole time? No, it's it? my dad and Angela Hacker and Bay 
uh, my stepbrother. Yeah. So it'll be us. We made a record, actually. It's really cool. Really? Yeah, I should send it to you. You Please should play some it. of it on the on the, on the air. I, it's I will. really cool. I'm going to play it to you right now. Send it to me right now. But, um, we'll get it, I'll get it on right after this interview. Dude, sweet. Yeah, it. uh, it's a super cool record. It's We did it in the pandemic um, in 2020, and we were super excited about it. It's really unique. It definitely has a um, 70s Fleetwood Mac feel to it i like that i love it's the, super cool the fact that the just conglomerate of you all have, has come together and and seeing the seeing the four guitars you know in the living room and things like that man but then bringing you guys out to stages i love that that it, it can feel like family but in a wholesome way that it's all music you know well, you guys are music driven people and you're sharing your story and, and you're sharing experience well that's all we've ever in. really cared about you know it's, it's, it's wild it, the good thing about that it's such a you know so the writing part of it is what's so neat and doing the work uh, my, my dad always made it real clear that that was that was why we loved the music we loved is because they were great songwriters before they were anything yeah you know and, yeah. and sort of I'm driving it that. home like we don't want half the song you know I would write half a song be like dad like, listen to this you know right and I remember him saying like dude don't don't play me half of the song. Yeah. Come back when you've written the rest of it. At what age did you hear your dad first start being strict with you about music? When he took you serious? When he realized, man, this guy... He's well, got my father he's never had the... I mean, I love him to death, yeah. but he's not like the most patient guy in the world. So if yeah. he didn't get it right away, you know, it was just like... You, you had to really listen, you know? And he, he really appreciated attentiveness if he was going to spend your, his time, you know, like teaching you something. And I, I, like I obviously have no focus and never have so i would be you know any kind of dilly dally would just drive him crazy and so anyway i don't know but i did always listen to what he had to say and, and especially when it came to music you know and that's not like it's like some somehow that creativity where your inspiration led the way that's helped you it served you and he knew that you yeah know, in some ways he didn't want to be in between that creative you know, he didn't want to shoehorn that and process in any way man so I've, i'm lucky that we get to see all of them friday is there anything that you're looking forward to bringing like surprise wise for that show that's going to be important as step one into the hitting the road i don't know man we're just gonna i'm just gonna get the band up after the family does the thing we're gonna rock for an hour and 15 minutes it's not gonna be a long show i yeah. don't believe in long shows yeah man i start to get kind of bored even at like other people's show like you yeah. know i think i think 75 minutes is the perfect set time. Yeah. That way people, people take breaks. People take multiple breaks. Yeah. You know? Sometimes that's not it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I remember, you know, going to see like Springsteen and I love Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. But it was like a three hour show. And at the end, you know, I was like, dude, I'm a, you know, <laughs> my, I need to go somewhere else. Are you I don't a Springsteen know. fan? I'm a huge Springsteen fan. You know, he's got an album coming out this year. Oh, really? He's I, got I didn't out. know that, it's which is funny. Just announced it pretty recently this week. Oh, that's week. awesome. Yeah. Who's some inspiration? Who you, who's on your playlist? Like, Who do you like to listen to when you're uh, traveling? <laughs> man, I have so many weird... I have, like, Isaac Hayes, and then I've got, like, you know, like... Oh, I think I have a Taylor Swift song. Like, you know, <laughs> no, it's just, it's like, cool. so... So, you know, weird. I've got Percy Faith and his orchestra. That's awesome. Um, Hank Williams, Daniel Johnston, this girl named Agnes Obel from Denmark that I'm like really into now. Yeah. Do you um, get a lot of international artists that you put on your playlist because of where you go? Well, I have a lot of friends in Europe. Like I have these friends that are in this Afrobeat band in Utrecht, Netherlands, and they're awesome. Yeah. They sound like they're from like New Orleans, but they're they're Dutch. Yeah. But they're super talented and you know, they love and are very inspired by 
American music, typically Southern American music. That's so, wild because I feel like I was speaking to Grant Walden and some of the producers in town that feel like that Afrobeat style is something we are we're we're a uh, hype to. We're like uh, taking a liking to from America to outside now. So the, the tables yeah. are turning. It Maybe is. we we come together eventually. What do you, what do you feel like is next after you've seen so much outside of here? What's next for Muscle Shoals music? Is it soul? Are we going that direction? Are we going a, a more up tempo direction? Or what what is what's hype now? You mean for me? For you and what you're taking a liking to with um, from what's outside to to compared to here, what we're hearing now. I don't know. You know, um, you've been love, around the studios a lot here. You I know, and I think in, in in music, if if for me to like a mu- anything in music, the the voice has to be uh, there has to be a level of conviction. It doesn't even have to be a good voice. It yeah. Doesn't have to be on pitch. Mm-hmm. But I just have to believe what someone is saying, and yeah. I have to feel it here in my in my heart. Like yeah. I have to feel it in my soul. It has to tug at the thing there that that uh, makes me want to listen. There has to be a cathartic uh, a relationship. Yeah, something there. there. And so, like, I yeah. just have to know that what they're saying is you can hear true. truth in someone's voice. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and you can also hear the lie when someone's just singing. You know, because I like that uh, you say that. There's depth to that because yeah, people it's like all Luke want Bryan, to throw you know, it on Like the wall. I was listening to Luke Bryan, not because I enjoyed it, but. Because I was like, man, you know, this is like, people love that, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think people, we're in this culture that sort of covers up um, the, 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 the pain, you know, we're we're like anything we can do to get away from it, anything we can do to sort of push it to the side and not really address it. It's like, and then, you know, back in the days, you know, like when Waylon and Willie uh, and Ray Charles and all those people. They were singing from a place of truth, and you yeah. can feel that. That's why we love that music mm-hmm. so much. That's why it will be played forever, and the other stuff won't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, that that stuff is going to be archived, and it's going to be here. Somebody's going to put that in a in a vault, and then yeah. when we're already gone, and the meteor has come and destroyed the planet, <laughs> or it's burned up, yeah. somebody you know, or that. something is going to like find it, and be like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah, you know, can you imagine that being Luke Bryan? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. thank God they're dead. Oh man, you know what I mean? It's like, wild that uh, that you could think of it that way because there is such a surface <laughs> level. That no wonder a meteor came down here. God <laughs> was like, "I'm going to do you guys a favor." Oh, no, I'm just kidding. That's no, terrible. No, it's it's sorry, Luke. It's Luke Bryan's. He's great. a very nice guy, and his recent music. is is really really deep and well rooted and uh but th- but there's so much so many layers that you point out that like you said people well, you can't know, and there fake are it. certain things i can relate to that he sings like you know it's like uh girl get your hot self over here and mm-hmm. hand me another beer i mean there's been times where i really wanted my girlfriend to hand me another beer <laughs> but i was across the room yeah. and she didn't feel like it and i was thinking Such a Geez. basic line that man <laughs> but I, but I would like another beer yeah, there's that and you're over there close to the refrigerator <laughs> Ladies I mean, I'm not it. being a chauvinist here. I, you know, no, you're closer true. to the fridge. <laughs> and, and these fine details are part of what makes Dylan LeBlanc's writing so genius. And we <laughs> and are sharing these actual moments with him, even about the small little lines in Luke Bryan songs. It mean a lot. And I'm glad people got to see really who you are. You know, yeah. you can't you don't always get a chance to to hang out. Some people say don't meet your heroes. People that are really fans of your music. They may never want to meet you, but they love hearing anything that you play them. And I, I'm glad I that, know about that we have well, we have the space, you know, we have this space to where we can we can open up and we can talk about some of the things that that you favor about life and tour and music. And and yes. you hitting the road this weekend is going to be real special. How long are you out uh, away from here before you come back and land and get off tour? Um, I'm going to be, I'll be home on the 22nd and I have a few things to do. We're coming back here. We're, we're, we actually have to drive, which is 
funny. But I'm excited because it's just going to be, my dad's coming with me. It was going to be like a completely solo tour. Yeah. But uh, he decided he wanted to come. And I was like, dude, that would be awesome. Yeah. So it's just going to be me and him driving all across this country. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. So when we were leaving from Seattle, our last show is in Seattle on the 22nd. And uh, we just have a week to get home <laughs> and it's like a two-day drive so i think we're it's, gonna take our time we might go to tombstone arizona yeah that's and just awesome. like check it out i've only been once but i'm a huge fan of the wild west yeah like i read all the wild west books and i love billy the kid and yeah. we are going to lincoln where like the lincoln county war happened and billy the kid all of that that's awesome So i'm super excited about that yeah. we might go to tombstone i hope we go to tombstone yeah that's about an hour south of tucson Anywhere out there, I'm, I've just never spent enough time out there. Yeah. So, like, when I get to go, it's really special, and I, I want to see more of it, that part of the country. I've spent most of my time in my career either in Europe or on the East Coast. Yeah. So the West Coast is sort of a mystery still to me. I've yeah. only been out there maybe three, four times in my career, which wow. you know, I've been doing this for 10, Longer than that, 15 man. years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's wild to hear from you uh, talking about it that way, you know, and, and yeah. there's going to be so many places, you know, not only history watching you musically. I tell that to everybody here, but but you're going to go to some places that maybe you go for for one time with your dad and you get to experience yeah. this whole trip. And you well, we're definitely going to it's going to be a special. We're going to just take lots of funny videos and make you know, it your own, make it our own thing, man. I'm, I'm super excited that he's going to he's going to do it with me. He He's never it's been a long time since he's. You know, kind of got into a headspace where he wanted to go out on the road and do wow. anything. So right. for him to say, hey, man, I mean, you you need another player you want to come out? <laughs> oh, man. I was like, yeah, dude, that would be great. I mean, and just excited to get to hang with him, you know? Yeah. I'm so, I'm, I'm not ever here anymore. Yeah, you know? So I know. it's like, I, I just... I love the fact that we get to spend all that time together and chill. Man, it's he's gonna be special. He, and he—he's a special guy to us. We've spoken about him on on the radio a few weeks ago with Boomtown Saints. were here because he was working in the booth for them. Oh, and, cool! You know, we've we've spoken about you and your dad to Bay Simpson, who's also been a guest on the show. So oh, I, yeah, I love Bay. We're How all, talented has he become? He's awesome, man. Become? Yeah. I feel like he's had it all along. You know, I know and it was just like just a secret. He was like hanging a cocoon. on to. Yeah, now he's flying and soaring, and I, yeah. I love. What and have a you, great songwriter too. He's just like floors me with how he's really talented man he's a very good like natural instinct of writing and it, i mean he'll do the work i like that about him. yeah he's what, a, what he's age a hustler. Did, you, did you realize that he was talented young or did did it become something later teenage he, was like, he was like 10 years old and we were singing uh we were all sitting around the i was probably like i'm eight years older than him so i mean yeah. he, he was always a kid when i Started to become a young adult, so we didn't ever get to hang much. Yeah. But around the house, you know, I remember we were singing one day, and he uh, he started singing harmony. Oh wow! And I was like, "Where's this coming from?" Like, the kid <laughs> yeah. knows harmony, he and that's one of those things. Like, it you, out. like you can't teach pitch. Like you can you can show someone how to sing on pitch, but right. if you don't instinctually kind of know what it is, and I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, yeah. It's, like some people just know magic how thing. to sing on pitch, and then some people just know harmony. Yeah, a lot of people. Find it. Yeah. I think in church, maybe people learn too, but I don't know. I just knew he knew. He just knew without ever having to say like. How to sing a harmony he knew the third and then the fifth yeah like you know i mean it's just like i don't know how to and i've tried to explain it to people like it's no like it's, it's it's you make the vocal accord like you, and then how do you explain that you can't you know? yeah and who yeah it's and when it so goes wild. here you go there. i mean it's like i don't know then there's people that are trained to explain that to people mm -hmm. I, i'm not one of those people yeah 
It's know? amazing when you can, but it, but it's amazing yeah. when you realize that is magic. But he had he it. Got it. He's he got had it. it. And yeah. uh, and then and then he started writing. And then, you know, he did the golf thing for a couple of years, and he was really really good. He got really good at golf. And then he, I think he just like went to college, and you know, and then he started like picking up the guitar a little more, and then he just sort of got way into it and yeah. then he quit golf i couldn't believe it <laughs> so I golf was his thing i gotta i gotta mention this to him i didn't know golf he was had anything to do with Dude, sports the, the so boy could golfer, play huh? too i mean he could play wow. like a par game like he was really good <laughs> it's golfing i mean Bay to me Simpson. if you can play par like a, if you can shoot par on 18 holes yeah like that's something the pros are kind of doing right <laughs> i mean you could you could play in a in a pro game and he was yeah. really good Wow. Still is good. But, We're going to um, have to challenge Bay to a game of golf. Yeah, I know. I kind of want to. I just don't want to get my butt kicked. Well, maybe on tour, man, you and your yeah. dad find some good golf spots in Arizona <laughs> or something cool, you know. To, yeah. I, but I'm I'm so delighted to hear from you, and I hope when you do make it back, you know, maybe you got new music, maybe you got something to share. We can do this yeah, again. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me, and thanks for talking about the show this Friday. Yeah. It's going to be it's Friday important. at 7 p.m. Shoals Theater. My first time ever playing Shoals Theater. Really? A headlining show. Yeah, never done it before. Well, they've been up until this era they've been limited on on their the, on artists doing things in there so yeah. now it's happening it's kind of a thing that's really embraced well yeah you know and i'm excited uh so do people buy tickets at the door do they buy them online is there you can do both you can either buy them i think it's cheaper if you buy them online yeah by five dollars but if you if you go to the door i don't even know what the price is i need to rem- I, but it's online yeah it's if on you www.shoalstheater.org you can buy a ticket but yes there will be tickets available at the door Awesome, man. Well, we're putting we're going to put the the flyer up about your whole tour online on our story coming up next. And I don't, I didn't in our conversation didn't download that song. But what we can do, Dylan, I'm going to play a little Dylan LeBlanc roulette for a second. Nice. That's okay with you. Sure. Look, we'll, we'll ask you which song we're going to play next from your catlog. We're going back to 2008. Oh God! <laughs> so here, terrifying. here's the three songs we have from Dylan LeBlanc. It's probably going to be absolutely hilarious. Fifth Avenue Bar. Oh, okay, yeah. If the Creek Don't Rise and Brother. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. What's your favorite? Do you play any of those anymore? Um, I, I still play Fifth Avenue Bar and I still play The Creek Don't Rise. Oh. Uh, those two I play, and I get requests for those two a lot. Like people so those are hits. And I'll be like, okay. But, but um, all right. But I don't know, Brother, I don't play ever because it's just such a weird song. Yeah. It's, and, it's in uh, here. That's crazy that pick, that one's in there. Pick the song we close out the uh, the interview with. It's up uh, to you. It's all you right now. Well, they're, they're all kind of sad. Um, oh, I would man. Do, um, I guess, I don't know, if the Creek don't rise. Let's go there. Let's yeah. go with that one. Dylan LeBlanc, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to pep us up this weekend. I'm excited about it, man. Yeah. I'll be there Friday. Cool. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much. You're not a stranger here, and always, it's special to talk to you. We appreciate thank you, it, man. Thank you. Here's Dylan LeBlanc now. We'll be back with you next to wrap up the show. It's been a pleasure. We've been in good company. This interview will be online later. It's My 1015. Well, I get tied down when you cross my mind. You won't let me back in, but I won't stop trying. Try to untie the knot, but it's tied pretty tight. Oh, that night in your heart when you left that night. Love is like water, and water gets rough. 
Oh, if the good Lord's willing. 